What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the positive truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I'm doing stupendous. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. Hopefully, all of our listeners are doing amazing as well. We took a little break last week, mostly because I had an interview where I messed up all the editing, but it's okay. So we got three episodes coming this week. So our favorite positive news stories of the past two weeks today. Tim, what do you got? Absolutely. So I have things I wouldn't have done when I was a teenager for 500 um, is my category of the day. Um, Hold up, time out real quick. <laughs> I just did a really big mess up, but I'm not going to edit it out. We should hype up the interview right now. Oh my gosh, we should. The interview with Cut It Forward is going to be coming out very soon. It was actually a really, really cool follow-up. Um, we did an interview with Cut It Forward with Bruce, what, two years ago? 2019. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so they've obviously grown as a nonprofit. Um, they added some new positions, and they're doing some amazing things still. And in this interview, you're going to catch up with them and kind of find out what they're all doing right now and what they all need help with. So cut it forward if you haven't heard that episode. You search somewhere in the bottom thresholds. There's a, there's a lot of them. But they help out foster parents that with minority hair because it's really hard. It builds connection. It's a really awesome interview. Um, let's just crack a joke. JP might have accidentally unplugged the mic. <laughs> Oh, fiddling during the interview because I was so engaged to their questions I just started fiddling and I unplugged the mic so I've been trying to fix the audio issue but yeah it's an awesome interview I would highly suggest helping them out all the links will be in the description all that's going to come out this Wednesday it's going to be awesome and it's just amazing what just a little bit can do to help them out just can't wait to hype up that interview anyway to positive news stories. What do you got, Tim? Absolutely. So I've done so many stories like this that I'm going to keep reminding you. This is what I not. This is what something I would have not done whenever I was a teenager. But I still love the fact that these teenagers are doing it. They're so much better than what we were back then, for sure. Um, it was an incident that happened on a Monday night um, at a restaurant in Houston called Tanglewood. Basically, this woman she misplaced her wallet. It was a Prada wallet, and it had a bunch of cash in it husband gave her this Prada wallet for her birthday super important to her so when she misplaced it she wasn't even worried about the cash she was just upset she lost her wallet right um, and then later on you know she's at home she's stressed out you know where could have I have left it you know it's gone now money's gone everything's gone it is what it is um, all of a sudden she said her daughter went to the door because it rang and there was a woman out there that her daughter said she's never seen before the woman ended up giving her daughter the wallet back with all the cash inside um, it happened at the her daughter said the girl was like a teenager, maybe 16 years old. Um, and then the girl that handed the wallet back, she leaves. It was all caught on the ring camera of her going to the door, handing the wallet, saying that she found it. All the money and cash was intact, and then she leaves. The, the woman who lost the wallet is like, I have no idea who this is, but I need to find her. I need to tell her thank you. I didn't get a chance to say thank you. But her identity is still a mystery. She didn't care to be known or care to get a reward. She was just doing a good thing. Again, that's not something I would have done when I was a teenager, but I know it's something I would do now because I'm definitely inspired by the youth whenever I do these stories. That's why I continuously talk about them and I continuously will every time I find a story like this. I actually have a The Youth Are Awesome with a positive truth story too. Hey. 
and I don't have a wallet. I need to get a wallet. I need to put that on my Christmas list. But please put your address in your wallet because I I truly believe there's a lot of good people that will give you your wallet back if they can identify your address, your phone number, something to find it. Because we have people leave wallets in the stores, and I'll look through them. I don't even care about the money. I'm just like, how can I find this person? Yeah, I've called business cards for sure, like finding wallets at the store. So, yeah, absolutely. That's actually a good idea to put your address on there if your ID is not in there already. Yeah, but then how are you going to find out how to contact them with she, the ID? She went to the house. <laughs> That's what I would oh, do. Oh, you're right. I <laughs> could have done that. Hmm. There's one sitting right, right, right now. It's probably one with an Oh, Mad snap, ass. we got a good deed to do? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's by the safe in the uh, office. I'm with it. Let's do it. Well, there you go. Solving problems on the positive truth. I can already tell this is going to be a long episode because I have to ask you a question to hype up my story. Whenever you were younger, during the summer, your mom was like putting you in all the free programs. Absolutely. And you all signed. I didn't get to sign up for this. You signed up for one that was, a, it was at a park. It was, I can't remember what it's called. It was like a group of y'all. Get, you would go together. You go do stuff. In parks and recreations with them? It was at Cellars. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What was that called? I could not tell you to save my life right now. <laughs> I know it was with Parks and Recreations. I remember all the shirts they had that said that. But you don't remember what it was called? I do not. I do not. OLAP? No, not OLAP. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So you got with a group, and then you all went and did things. What did you all do? Um... We've done a little bit, a little bit of everything. We played sports, played games. Um, Did you meet people that you would have never met? Absolutely, uh, people from different schools. I remember hearing inspirational speakers as well. I mean, people that were from the community that weren't in my age group that kind of came back and said their story type of thing. It was like I remember that being one of the first times me getting that from my community for sure. So, my positive news story is about a young man named David McCullough. He's 29 years old. And he started the American Exchange Project. And it's for kids that are high school graduates. So what he does is, he was a Californian his whole life. And whenever he was in high school, he got sent to Kansas. And he was like, man, I grew up in Berkeley. Why, what, what am I going to do in these cornfields? But when he went out there, he was like, I'm not going to get accepted. They're not going to blah, blah, blah. And he realized, he was like, wait a minute. This is a great experience. I'm learning something culturally. I'm meeting new people. People are more accepting. Even though we have different views, we're talking about it. This is great. So he started this project, the American Exchange Project, where they send kids from different parts of the country during summer to other parts of the country to explore new cultures and rebuild community and just inclusion. Yo, the story could end right now, and I'm in, it, oh it, my it, gosh, that's it, amazing. It, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, like, I remember as a kid, my mom worked, me and my sister, the reason why she put us in programs like we spoke about before, so we didn't get in trouble or just not doing anything at the house all day, but to me, I mean, I'm super grateful for it. At the time, I didn't like it. I wanted to hang out with my friends and be in the streets, but now I'm like, man, all the opportunities and things that I've done was because of these programs. I would have loved to do something like that. Like, to me, that's a 10 out of a 10 idea. Like, I'm, I was born in California. I moved to Oklahoma when I was six, seven years old, and it was still a culture shock for me then. So I can only imagine, you know, a, a teenager, what am I supposed to do here? Like, that cultural experience, the food that you get to eat and try, like, oh my gosh, there's so much good that can happen out of that. 10 out of 10 idea. What was the name of that again? American Exchange Project. So one student that did it this year, his name's Alex. He says, 
where I'm from, my groups of friends were not really that close to each other. I've bonded more with my summertime friends than I have them. Another one named Jack, he was like, I went from Boston to Mississippi. I thought I'd be chased away. I thought doors would be slammed in my face. I thought people wouldn't want to talk to me. Not only did that not happen, the opposite happened everywhere I went. They're just meeting new people across the country. Sometimes, you know, we feel like everyone's divided. But you just put one bridge down and you realize, huh, we're not as divided as we think. We're all in this together. Well said. What do you got, Tim? Man, I have a cool running story from the Chicago Marathon. Um, I have a woman. She actually was on pace to break her personal record in the marathon. And if you're a marathon runner or if you do any type of running, you know how important it is to beat your time. Like That's all we go for. We're racing against ourselves, right? But Andrea Maldonado, um, she was running. She was almost there at the end. And she actually saw a kitten underneath some leaves. And instead of finishing out this race, she decided to stop um, and pick up this kitten and make sure it got out of the raceway into somebody's hands. She actually ended up seeing a friend that was a bystander on the side who she ended up giving the cat to so she can go off and finish the race. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool about this story so far is she's actually sponsored by a group called Pause Chicago. Uh, um, they definitely sponsored the right person, right? We love um, <laughs> the puns and the positive truth. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, basically, you know, she's there to promote the health of animals. And the fact that she stopped to do this instead of breaking her own record shows that her sponsors definitely chose the right person. And that's why I'm talking about her today. Um, they actually ended up finding this one pound kitten under the, the, the leaves, like I said. She moves it over to the side to a friend that she saw. That friend actually ended up adopting this kitten, man. So now this kitten not only was in the race alone by itself, they couldn't find the owner, by the way. They did look. Um, she actually has a home now, all because of Miss Maldonado being a hero that she is. To me, she's a hero for being a Chicago marathon runner, a marathon runner, period. But to others, she's definitely a hero for saving this kitten. So I'm yeah. loving it all around. Most people running a marathon don't have the uh, stamina to look around. <laughs> so great job with her. Absolutely. I mean, you don't train for months and months and months to save a kitten at the end of a marathon race, you know? So I just think that's like, that's amazing. For sure. Selfless. So she was probably really tired, right? Absolutely. I have a story of a about a young lady named Leah Sandrup, and she was super tired too. She was a nurse. She still is a nurse. She was on four nights in a row at that point. Driving home, super tired, and then she saw something. She's in Phoenix, Arizona. She saw a cement truck flipped over, State Highway 143, all that fun stuff. And then she stopped, got out to help, divine, inf divine intervention. I don't know how she pulled him out of the truck, Pulled him out, hit him with the CPR. I learned my uh, CPR trick that I said last time. We're going to say it again. You got to do it to the ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. You got to do it to that beat. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Saved his life. Yeah. So I actually had that story as well, JP. She actually used another bystander's belt to wrap around the seatbelt. Oh, yeah. I didn't miss that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got no, hyped good. up with my uh, staying alive. That's all That's all that you missed in my eyes. Everything else was dope. The fact that, yeah, staying alive is a 10 out of 10 CPR joke for sure. <laughs> it's <laughs> the sure. truth, though. It helps. It helps. Ten. If you ever need to get CPR, do it to that beat. Absolutely. I, I thought I almost had to get my son CPR yesterday. He was choking on a french fry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Heimlich would probably be better. I, I freaked out, man. I was like hitting him on the back. I turned him over and then, you know, he spit it out. But I was like, and I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I think I was about to give him CPR, not realizing what I was doing. <laughs> 
Oh, I was a dad mode for sure. Dad the mode. lesson is to all the kids out there, parents are just going to figure it out as they go too. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to jump in and talk about this Texas school bus driver who's also a hero. So she's driving on her bus. She's not thinking anything of it. But one of the younger kids on the bus, um, Preston, he was actually uh, – sharing laughter with his friends and stuff. Then out of nowhere, he started looking sick. The students kind of got the bus driver's attention. She went back there and she said she saw him and he looked like he was gonna throw up. But then she realized almost immediately, oh, this is a lot more serious than what it is. So she went over there, grabbed him, and started doing the Heimlich maneuver immediately. Obviously, um, the item that was in his mouth, I believe was a little toy uh, in his throat, spit out um, and he was doing fine. This is actually all caught on video too as well. So I'm gonna share this to our Facebook page. I think this is amazing whenever we're able to catch regular people, you know, doing their job and then on top of that, saving a person's life. Um, this is why CPR definitely should be learned at all schools by everybody that's around any type of child, including this bus driver. So, yeah, I just thought this was awesome. Her name was Miss Raquel, by the way, Miss Raquel Baker. Definitely grateful for CPR. Speaking of grateful, we need to pause and do audio meditation. So when me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, you often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Um, so it's Halloween week or two weeks, I guess. Like it's been nothing but like costume events. So I'm grateful for the fact that uh, I'm able to dress up with the family still. My daughter's still into it. Um, she was salty. We went to an event the other day. She was a little salty because uh, she saw some Ninja Turtles and they were better costumes than what we had last year. She's like, I want to be a Ninja Turtle. Leandro, he should be a Ninja Turtle. And I'm like, we're Spider-Man this year. It's okay. <laughs> you know, she got over it. But I'm just grateful for the fact that we can definitely have a good time. We were out there and everybody was like, oh, look, it's a Spider-Man family. And we were definitely the only Did y'all point at each other? Do the meme? I kid you not. This is the, the best part of the whole entire uh, day. We were only there for 45 minutes. It was a little cold outside. We got there kind of late. But, uh, there was like all these little kids that were dressed up like Spider-Man and they would always stop at us and like point, Spider-Man, hi Spider-Man. And there was one little kid, he walked away from his mom and was like, you're Spider-Man. And then Layla was like, you're Spider-Man. And then so I was like, oh, I see the opportunity here. I'm going to point at this kid. <laughs> I definitely took that opportunity and pointed at him. And you could see everybody kind of looking at us. And then another Spider-Man kid walks up too and was like, hey, it's like, hey, Spider-Man. Like, oh, it was such a magical moment, honestly. It's like Spider-Verse in real life. No, 100%. One, you have no idea. That's literally how we all saw it, including other people. I will tell you what else I'm grateful for on our inspirational story later on in the week because it also ties into that day. But yeah, man, um, it, it, was a, it was a pretty cool. I definitely love Halloween. I love the fact that I can act like a little kid with my kids. So yeah, shout out to the Spideyverse, my favorite superhero movie of all time. Into you, the Spideyverse, by the way. So I kind of feel bad for taking your story because that shows I wasn't listening earlier. <laughs> But then every time you do the little, your things you're grateful for, I'm just like, man, like I got to follow that. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. You got all the positive stories in the world. But yeah, I'm definitely grateful for a lot of these things. <laughs> so I'm grateful for the oven. We went from that to this. Jesus. So I'm the only person on the planet that can't work a crock pot. Last week I messed it up three times in a row. I don't even want to talk about it, Tim. I was doing crock pot chicken. I did it for three hours. It was 125, so I did it for another nine hours. I came back. It was 145. I'm like, how did I pull this off? Messed up three times in a row. Then I messed up an Instapot, which is something I used to be able to work. Yeah, I remember getting roasted for not knowing how to use an Instapot. By me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm messing it up. So I, I 
I gave up on my Instant Pots. I had two of them too. And I went back to just the oven because I've always been a master with the oven and pizza. And I've, I've made some decent dishes using the oven. I can't season for some reason with the Instant Pot. I can do it with the oven. Just put it in there, a little olive oil, throw some seasoning on, fill it all the way up, leave it alone for 45 minutes to an hour, come back. So shout out to the oven. Apparently I can only work the oven, a George Foreman Ninja Grill, hey. and the microwave. Anything else, just keep away from me. I mean, those are some adult things to use. An oven is like where it's at. And the microwave is not an adult thing to use. A George Foreman is not an adult thing to use. I appreciate <laughs> you trying to save me, but no, it's not. No, it's not. It, the oven is barely an adult thing. I mean, I feel like a George Foreman is like, like beautiful. I used to make steak on there, chicken breasts, burgers. I got burgers. one of the ninja ones. I still need to open and pull out, but I, I messed up the Instant Pot three I, times in a row, so I don't know. So hard to mess up a George Foreman. So hard. So, so hard. If you do that one, we can talk about it on here, though. <laughs> so, since this is going to be a long episode, I got one of the ninja ones, and at the old apartment place, I used it. I didn't mess it up. But then I didn't understand the grease concept, and so I, like, let the grease, like, stay in the, um... Little, yeah, pour thing. Yeah. And it clogged everything. So, yeah, just... Moral of the story, if you ever see me in real life, understand I am the most incompetent person in the world in the kitchen. But since we've just done the CPR stories and we do need to get back to positive news stories, we have been grateful for CPR two times in a row. We're going to be grateful for defibrillators right now. So I have a story about a Mr. and Mrs. Sims, Andrew Sims, 55 years old, Pat feeling like he was having a normal day. They were walking around a park with his wife, Miss Sims, Mrs. Sims, and he passed out. Not good, not good. But this is positive truth, so you know it's going to end well. She, he blacked out. She called 911. She had a defibrillator in the car. She had got it less than a year earlier. Pulled it out, started hitting them with the shocks. While on the phone, 911. While she's doing it, she's talking to the operator. And the operator, she told him, My husband's making the gargling noises. And he was like, Well, you need to keep doing it because that's usually not good. He was like, I'm not giving up, not letting it happen. Kept using it. Ended up getting an ambulance there because they called so fast. And the only reason, you know, he had a heart attack, he saved lives was because of the defibrillator. So we have been very big prominence prominence, people, whatever, I can't say words on the podcast, proponents of CPR training, and you get everyone a defibrillator, too. Absolutely. I 110% agree with that. So, yeah. Mr. Sims is okay now. They're back walking the park. He ended up being, like, they saved him. He had multiple cardiac arrests. Hospital saved his life. Now they're back to walking again. This was four years ago, by the way. Oh, snap. She just wanted, didn't want to she basically didn't want it to be out there, but then she was like, I actually feel like everyone should know this story so more people buy them. Absolutely. Spreading awareness. So there. Awesome positive news story. I love that. And a happy ending with positive truth. What do you got, Tim? Man, so I'm going to talk to you guys real quick about a dog, a sheepdog named Patsy. Um, Mrs. Derwid 
um, a 44-year-old uh, farmer was basically doing a routine check. There was a lot of rain, so it flooded. And uh, whenever she looked at, she saw her sheep uh, kind of on a piece of land that was out there that everything else was flooded. Um, she was kind of stressed out. Oh, no, how are we going to get these sheep? They could drown. Like, the rain is not stopping right now. Um, and that's when immediately Patsy jumped in. Uh, Patsy jumped into the water, swam over to the piece of land, and guided the sheep dog, or the sheep, to safety. Um, Durwood was obviously grateful for the sheep dog, and I wanted to talk about it on here because we talk about dogs saving people's lives all the time, but they actually some of them have real jobs out here. <laughs> so Patsy, dogs with jobs. Miss <laughs> Patsy, the dog over here, the sheep dog over here, actually did something really amazing and saved these sheep. None of them are harmed in the making of this story, and I thought that was really awesome. He doesn't even want to raise; just wants another treat and some pets. Absolutely, like better cuddle with me if I did, if I saved your sheep for sure. Let me on the couch. Puplifting news: dogs with jobs. With Absolutely. Positive truth. I definitely have a video I'll share to the Facebook page right now as well. Oh, how? How? Man, you know how did me. you get? <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even going to ask. But huh? Nice to know, Tim. Service it is shared. So Columbus, Ohio is my next positive news story. Columbus City Hall approved October 18th a sweeping landmark deal to wipe out, wait for it, dramatic pause, $335 million in medical debt, providing relief for 340,000 moderate income residents in Columbus. You want to guess how much it costs in tax money to wipe out $335 million in medical debt? $500,000. Really? Because you know, it's, like, it's a bill, it's a debt thing. Yeah. Just imagine if someone donated $100 million, what we use our tax money for. Anyway. I'm down to use our tax money for it. The deal took seven months to finalize. It was made in collaboration with the Central Ohio Hospital Council, which represents the Mount Carmel Healthcare System, Nationwide Children's Hospital, Ohio Health, and Ohio State University Medical Center. I think it's groundbreaking. $335 million. I want my tax money here in Oklahoma City to go to this. Medical debt is not fun at all. Hopefully this starts a trend, like the trend that's been going on where we're paying so no kid has to pay for lunch with public schools. Hopefully this starts a trend where we start paying off medical debt all over the country. That would be an amazing thing. And if the trend does start, you heard it here first, the Positive Truth Podcast. Take that, world. What do you got, Tim? Man, I actually have a, a medical breakthrough. So there was a young boy by the name of Toby. Um, he was suffering from sickle cell anemia. Um, but thanks to his five-year-old brother, Quasi, um, he no longer suffers from it anymore because of this medical breakthrough. So sickle cell anemia, basically, it has your red blood cells, makes it look like crescents or little moons. Um, causes your blood to get kind of get sticky so it doesn't flow through your body as well. Um, sorry, I knew a little bit. <laughs> that was impressive. That was, that was nice. So basically, uh, with this breakthrough, because of a blood trans, uh, transfusion from his younger brother, it was able to change up his blood flow a little bit, and now Toby is perfectly fine. The doctors, Groundbreaking. his father, everybody is like, without Quasi, this wouldn't have been possible. Like, this is just amazing, right? Um, this groundbreaking medical treatment is literally, like I just said, it's groundbreaking. There's so many people in this world that do suffer from sickle cell anemia, so this happening to a young boy at five years old is only going to show you that more people are going to be able to get healed from it. And I think that's an amazing thing. We have a lot of tools in front of us, so 
this is pretty awesome that we're able to share the story today. So I actually read that story. My favorite part of the story, Kwasin is five, six. I just wanted to go to school and be normal and have normal friends, and now I can't. Oh. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For real. And now they can. You, you know, when you're five or six, you don't worry so much about your dying. It's more like, I just want to be normal. And now he can't be. Normal, accepted, however he wants to feel. That's I think that is amazing, and that is definitely a, a favorite part of that story for sure. So since we're doing Science is Cool with Positive Truth and we're doing Groundbreaking, I'm going back to Star Wars. And I'm going to talk about a woman named Karen. She lost her arm in a farming accident 20 years ago, right? And she suffered from phantom pain. Because even though she didn't have the limb anymore, she just always felt pain, perceived pain or discomfort in that limb. She said it felt like her hand was constantly in a meat grinder. caused her high levels of stress. She took all these painkillers. And a lot of people struggle with that. Conventional, you know, like medical attachment, control of the limbs, it's just hard. There's a lot of challenges in artificial limb replacement. But... She ended up getting teamed up in Australia with Professor Max Ortiz Catalman. I just think that's a great name. He's head of neuroprosthetics research at Bionics Institute in Australia. And he did, and he had an idea, we should fuse man and machine. They did the same thing that we talked about a few weeks earlier where they take the nerves in the spine and you take them with electrodes and you implant them with muscles. And she has this violent arm. She looks like Luke Star, like Luke Skywalker. And it works with her mind through this, uh, through this electric ma magnetic chip that's been attached to her. And so she can move her hand and she doesn't have the phantom pain anymore. And it's just working wonderfully. I actually have a video too, first time ever. Second time, maybe like once a month. <laughs> and it works. Like Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I think that's amazing. He does look, She does look like Luke Skywalker with the hand. 10 out of 10. I, I didn't know where you were going with it when you said Star Wars, but now I see it clear as day. Yeah, look. look, It's amazing. That is amazing. So, science and technology is cool with the positive truth. Since I stole your story, oh, where, where are you at? Do I need to I go not, twice? Not at all. I, I did the dog story to make up for it. Are we, we done then? We are. Oh, this is not my best episode. <laughs> Do we have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. I think a hero is any person really intent on making this a better place for all people. That's a really good quote. Quotes by Maya Angelou. Quotes by Tim. We appreciate everyone listening. Hopefully this podcast helped make your day a little bit better. And the world's going to get a lot better because there's a lot of great people doing great things. We're out. Stay positive. <laughs>